Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cool Down. I just want to start off by saying we had 100 episodes. We didn't have a full house. Ollie gets sacked, and every, all of a sudden, everyone's back in the studio. So that's amazing. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for being in the house. As you can see, to my left-hand side, we've got Celo Lolo Color, a very, very happy United fan. I'll just see him. We've got Nick, King of the North, a sort of confused Newcastle fan. We've got at the bottom, we've got Moses Celia, a man who's been absent so long that now he's come back. We don't even recognize him because it seems like, I don't know, has life been tough for you there, Moses, with, with the facial hair? It looks like he's come out of prison. And then we've got Matt. He's finally got his goal on T-shirt there. Also super happy because why? Conte has three points for Spurs. And then, of course, yep. the disillusioned Wonga Denga brought back down to earth. Going to be so quiet this week. Going to be so quiet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Owen, How's everyone doing? <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Good, good, good. Just can't complain, man. Good to be back. I think it's good that we're all here, actually, because remember we said Ole was going to dance on our graves. So now that he's gone, we did need to do a proof of life, make sure there were no graves for him to dance on. So I'm, I'm glad we all managed to make an appearance. Good to see you're all still yeah. breathing, guys. He's gone. Yep. He's gone. Finally. 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 Uh, finally, he's, finally. He could have, couldn't hold on for two games. Goodness me. Just two more weeks. Just two more weeks we needed to live. <laughs> and, and he was probably, probably going to beat you. That's, that's, that's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, he had to bounce no, back. He's no got worries. that bounce back ability. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gents, look it's at crazy. this. Look at this. Even Jason's saying, finally, full house. We've got Sam saying, packed house indeed. Unlike the Etihad. <laughs> nice one. I like that. <laughs> we've got <Algin> <laughs> boys. And then we've got, what? Pum's back now. So already, just because it's a full house, we've got our regulars in, locked and loaded, ready to go. But I think Ollie's a good good topic to kick off with. I don't know. Sell or... I don't know if you want to kick off or anyone else. Wonga, you've started it because we know we're going to end off. Look, look, Wonga's already saying Ollie's a thing of the past. Mosa, you tell us. You tell us. What did you think of this whole fiasco? You can tell us. Fiasco, uh, it's about goddamn time uh, that he's gone. I think he was never ready for that role. The past um, uh, window kind of uh, let him down. He managed to make all the big signings that he was looking for. Uh, and that sometimes, you know, as we've seen with Chelsea and Lampard, gives the manager a whole host of pressure to deal with uh, from the fans. Um, I think, you know, his tenure was a little bit exciting. You did see Man United try to play more expansively with the approach coming off the slump of uh, uh, Jose Mourinho and other managers. But, um, yeah, it was about time. It was an eventuality that he had to go. The, 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 the club management, I think, uh, potentially have some explaining to do regarding the timing. Yes, I know they got walloped by Watford, but, you know, they could have taken the same action maybe a month or two ago regarding Ole's future and making, and giving the, the replacement an opportunity because the difficulty now is that the replacement won't have that international window and is going to lose a lot of African players and he's going to contend with other teams uh, kind of gelling already. So he's just going to come straight into the thick of things where... If, you had, if this decision was done a month ago, at least there'd be some kind of preparation which the new manager could put in place. And right, the new managers are coming out of the market. Like um, Conte is one manager, for example. He was well, you there. Say new uh, managers. I mean, I don't think any of the names being linked on new, Mosa. So that's that's an interesting uh, sort of. The new, new United manager. Uh, the potentially okay, new go, United manager. Go, yes. They, they, they kind of like. Uh, <laughs> 
they're kind of vacating the market, right? Like if this was done maybe a month ago, uh, Conte would have been uh, in hot contention. But because they, they didn't strike, they'd be... Uh, there's now uh, managers like Conte leaving the scene. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who does fill the position. But yeah, I think it was um, in time. It was just uh, about time that uh, Ole was gone. Yeah. And here's a good question, Celo. Or let's actually ask Matt because Matt's paying attention. Yeah, because he's looking so good in the shirt. We're going to throw this question his way. <laughs> Jason's saying, would you guys agree that Ole at least steadied the ship after the quick changing of the previous managers? At least. I've read I've read some stuff about yes. this, and I think there is there's an argument to be made that he was actually a really ideal interim manager, and the mistake they made was keeping him on permanently because he did do a really good job of of kind of improving that the the dressing room morale and kind of getting the team back to back to basics. But he's not been long term. We've seen there've been some challenges, and I think 100%. in that regard, we mustn't dismiss everything. Ole has done. I think it's easy now yeah. to look back and say he wasn't right for the job. Um, but for a long time, he was actually really doing some some impressive stuff there at United. So um, he definitely steadied the ship. It was time to move on probably already at the end of last season. Um, if, if United was a more ruthless, if they had a more ruthless boardroom, I think they would have done that. Um, or if he was a less popular figure. I think that's also been part of the challenge all along is that Ole is a well-loved figure, even now. You know, Even after this reign, there's still loads and loads of man united fans who really like the dude and don't don't there's quite a lot of united fans who would have ha- happily kept him stuck around so you know there is there's always going to be that element but yeah he was he, he did he did a better job than he maybe gets credit for but it was time to go that's true and then what, yeah, one more question that's, there that's, sorry Celo, i just want to ask uh, ask uh, matthew one last thing here from yeah. the potch perspective if he does fill in that hot seat what are your thoughts there because that's a question that arjun's asking yeah, look, he's, I mean, obviously every Spurs fan loves Poch. What he did for us was incredible. Um, and, and I wished him well when he went to PSG. I think he's a, he's a fantastic manager. He deserves success. Um, uh, part of me is kind of worried about the United job for him because it is chaotic. I think there's a lot of, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes at United that, that, that we don't know about that I think affect managers there. You, you see it time and again where things don't seem to run smoothly. That said, there's an incredibly talented squad there. And a manager as good as Poch would probably be able to get some results out of, of that team. So it could be a good fit. It would be sad to see him succeed in somewhere else. But I think, you know, you've got to look forward. You've got to do, you, you've got to kind of keep moving on. And Spurs are in, look like we're in a relatively good position now. So if he goes there and he's happy and successful, we'll wish him well. Yeah. Celo, you, you, you can mm, jump in now. You can jump in, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've, no we've... man, I think I think with 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 hey man, as, as Musa was saying, long long overdue. I think yeah, the international, the previous international break that we just came from now, was the perfect opportunity for us to change the manager, um, because at least would have given the new manager a two week um, time frame to at least work with the players before before obviously coming back um, to play the Watford game. But but yeah, I think um, it's it's quite. You know, uh, poetic the fact that uh, Donny van der Beek has scored scored his last scored uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's last goal. You know I mean? How's and, that? And comes on, gets some game time, scores, and it goes on. Thanks for coming. And he had a great Johnny. game. He had a great he had a great game. Yes. You know, he, he, he set up a nice he set up a nice chance for Ronaldo, which 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 Foster saved. You know, he played very well. You know, he had a very good game. Sancho was playing on the right wing, uh-huh. surprisingly, 
and who crossed the ball to Ronaldo that that Ronaldo hit to to Donny? Sancho did. You know, what I mean, playing on the right wing. You know, play players players in the right positions, and let's see what yep. they can do. Uh, because now you'll be critical of players, but they're playing out of position, or they're not even getting the game time required. Um, so yeah, mm. so let's see what happens. Sancho played game, well as well. Exactly, he mm. played very well. You know, so I think Man United. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of mess um, in the 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 board level and so on and so forth. You know, I, mean, I think um, you know if 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 we're being honest, the person that's failed the most at Man United is Ed Woodward. Um, he's the person who's who's come in and he's appointed all these managers that haven't. And now out. he's staying um, longer. The man's and now staying he wants longer. To, now he wants to stay longer to 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 make sure that he finds us a, a person to appoint. I think definitely you should have yeah. left at the end of the previous season and we should have gotten someone different, a different direction. Um, the Glazers uh, need to stop, you know, focusing or leaning on him and saying that he should be the person to guide them and so on. You know, he's a, he's a, good, he's a good commercial man. Commercial side of things, he's done so well for Man United. You know, I can't take that away from him. You know, but I just felt that there should have been someone just to focus on the football side of things and he focuses on what he's good at, which is the commercial side of things. Uh but yeah, him maybe staying longer isn't isn't great. Um I think it's 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 concerning. But let's see what Man United does. Uh we'll probably be we'll probably uh, appoint Stevie Bruce interim manager till next week and then but have another interim manager until, <laughs> until until the winter break. And then Phil Never will come back. Or something. So you know I, what I, mean, yeah. I thought that was quite amusing. I actually want to jump in and just chat about um, the, the the potential new appointment. But I, I thought it was quite amusing because you know I got a lot of grief from maybe not so much you guys, but a lot of Newcastle fans get grief about giving you know stick to Steve Bruce. But wouldn't it be just beautiful <laughs> if he had to go? He's oh. a messiah there. You know why don't why don't why don't you just take him because yeah, he's man. such a good manager and so lovable. Well, um, but we're just what's hilarious is it's just how, how uh, hip, uh, the hypocrisy that goes around in football saying so Newcastle yeah. fans are are being spoilt and 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 why should they not give you know Steve Bruce a chance when he's got the worst record in Premier League history? Why don't you take him there, Man United fans? You know, if he's a legend, <laughs> you know, why, why not? If he's but if he's given there. Yeah, he's but, been given uh, the United. Uh, <laughs> I agree. United, they did legend. just United just did the appoint a club legend thing, and it didn't. You know, then they they had yeah. three years right. of this. So I think they but, need to go the other way now. If they're going to appoint a club legend, I'm pretty yeah. sure there are better Steve candidates Bruce than Steve. Bruce. It's not a club legend, but, first and foremost. Yeah. But hang on, hang on, hang on. He won the first Premier League a thousand games. He's won the Premier League. Like, what do you he's mean? He's not a club legend. He's your captain. When I was, he won the first Premier League title. No man, Pelister, is more of a, 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 a legend than him, man. So more yeah. of a legend. What does that mean? What does yeah, that no mean? one's saying more. Legend so, or not? Legend like you're either a legend yeah. or you're not a legend. There's not some grade like where you're just a dude. So, then you're like a nice guy. <laughs> then you know. So what I what was quite interesting. You're be a little bit of a legend or you're a lot of a legend. You're a legend. Yeah, or legend, legend is legend. It's like he's not a legend. You are or you aren't. He's not a Man United legend. Ah, you'll upset a lot of Man United fans if you had to say that in Manchester. Particularly moving on. <laughs> Swiftly, I I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the talks uh, the talk radio talk sport 
Um, I'm sure most of you have seen it. I listened to it. I listened to it all day, and um, they had spoken to a man, um, a journalist from France. Um, I can't recall his name, but he's very close with Poch. Uh, Jim White and Simon Jordan spoke to spoke to him, and um, from what I understand, and from what I understood from the interview, is Poch is ready to go. Um, if the compensation can Tomorrow, be organized. Today, like he's, he's ready to go. But there's yeah. so many moving parts here because PSG have the upper hand here. They need to have a replacement lined up and Zidane would potentially be that that person. But there's moving parts with his situation because he might be waiting for the France job. France job. Because there is talk team, yeah. that like, he doesn't want to go into a, into a big contract with PSG and then he doesn't get the opportunity to coach his, his national team. So it's quite interesting. Um, but from what I understand uh, from that interview is that they reckon that Poch will leave immediately because he is not happy in France at the moment and he will be there before the end of the year. So that could be very, very, very interesting. But from a Man United point of view, spending so much money paying Ole's new contract that they just gave to him out, and then they probably have to spend ten million pounds on, 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 on Poch to get but, him out of his contract. Nick, you and what's interesting, Nick, he's Nick, never, he this. hasn't, he hasn't even Nick, won a trophy. That is the funniest Nick. thing. Never yes, won a trophy. Yes, that's the he Matt knows all money. about that one. Poch Matt knows that. Did, Matt did he win with PSG? He did win. He won with PSG. He won with PSG. Was it a cup? A week after, a week after arriving at PSG. Yeah, that was like September. Come on, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. You want to count? You want to count? It's like Beatles in the Champions League. Who's Nick to hand out asterisks here? Can we be honest? Out of this panel, how can Nick be the one handing out asterisks? But Nick, I don't understand why you have to talk about money, Nick. You no, I'm this, just man. saying it's quite <laughs> funny. You're going for a manager <laughs> that hasn't won anything. I'm saying you're going for a manager that hasn't won anything. Nick, you've got the money. And that's two what I'm saying. You're going for a manager. Yeah, spend the money, two, but spend two, the money on a coach with... that's won that's won something. He's, he's won two times with PSG. That 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 brings a that a serious question as well. In a farmers league, there's two teams there. What are you talking about, bro? Nick is saying, Poch, Steve Poch Bruce is not can right win a trophy United, there, Steve Bruce, is, Never. Steve Bruce is right. <laughs> 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 I love the vision. Like you. The it vision, just, Unfortunately, but, but, it just shows but, you, like, how. Yeah. I, listen, I love Poch. I think Poch is good. I think he'll be a good manager for He's them. But it's not going to be. Ole's listen, not it's coach. not it's not going to happen overnight. If you if Man United want instant successes, which clearly they do, they no one, they've been wasting their time for the last six years. Guys, there's no guarantee. Yeah, there's football. no guarantee except if you go get Thomas Tuchel and you go win it that season. So like, but there, is, there is a guarantee. Yeah. It's some, like if you go and go and spend the money that you want to spend and there's, go get the coach no that's going to sort it out with that there's squad, no Cello. You can go Conte would have been the best Ole, choice. Bro. Come on, man. I think Conte, Conte, would, Conte, would, have Conte would have been would have been the best choice. Uh, yeah, so why didn't they get it? You can smile there. You, you're welcome They've to smile while, while they talk about yeah, but, but, but Matt yeah. doesn't Daniel have the quality Daniel is ruthless. That's the difference. Matt, fingers. Matt yeah. doesn't have the quality of squad that, that Man United has, guys. But, but yeah, he but I think on the Poch thing, obviously, I think Poch wants to leave PSG because um, Leonardo signs the players. Um, you know, he doesn't consult with him to say, hey, listen, which player do you want to get and which player don't you want to get? They just sign. They just sign players that they think... Um, they want to get and which which leaves without, without without the power, you know what I mean? And then they they then you have to deal with so many egos at at the club where if you wanted 
Um, you know, you actually want a, co- a coach to be in control of the signings that they're making. But obviously, Leonardo's signing, and Leonardo is best friends with Mino Raiola. So, for instance, like Donnarumma, for instance, was signed because of the relationship that Leonardo has with Donor- with with with, with uh, Mino Raiola. Um, and I think uh, they signed another another Mino Raiola player. Uh, I just can't, can't remember if it's if it's I think okay Verratti Verratti is a Minoraola player and then um, Hakimi is also I think a Minoraola player so obviously just that in itself man the relationship that he has with the, with those agents I think obviously I also heard ugly head. that that journalist said that he hasn't even bought a house in France yet he's he's still staying in a hotel eleven months later he's still correct I think, I think I think That's his family crazy. I think he's I think some uh, family is still in the UK is in, is in London yeah it's in London um yeah. I think his son is a I think his son was in, was at Spurs' development, so I don't know where, where his yeah. son is now. But 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 they're still in the UK. Similarly to, yeah. to Benitez, when when he's obviously left um, Merseyside, he he left, but he he still lived in Merseyside. His family was still there, you know. So I think obviously, quick, yeah. He... Quick question, Silo. If uh, Poch were to come to United, do you think he'd uh, achieve some level of success, success in the the season that he arrives or the following season afterwards? Given that yeah. you know he's. His current context is that he's getting frustrated by potentially the club making signings and him not being totally in control. Do you think he'd have that opportunity at United and will it actually yield any positive results? Hey, man, I think, you know, with Man United, it's not even about the coach's capability sometimes. I think it's just the board and what does the board allow you to do? You know, I mean, I think certain managers have been so frustrated in terms of not being backed. You know, Mourinho came second and then the following season we signed one player. You know, I mean, we signed one player for Mourinho, uh, where where Mourinho wanted, you know, other reinforcements into the squad, um, and and Mourinho won the Europa League, but we still didn't back him. So that that was probably frustrating mm-hmm. for Mourinho. You know, Van Gaal won the FA Cup, then got fired the next day. You know, so I think Man United in itself as a club doesn't foster an environment for for these coaches to be successful. I think Fergie mm-hmm. was Fergie was successful at the Glazers because Fergie was in the job. And had always been successful, you know what I mean. So I think he he just knew what how to do it, you know. And then the, and it's you know, it's no he, different to Benga, technically speaking, at Arsenal. I don't know if you got to compare the two. It's like the American owners let the men do their thing because they did it yeah. for so long. No one really questioned yeah. them. Now it's this new sort of age of football that all these other moving parts need to take place, and you actually need someone to work in assistance with them who actually know a thing or two about football. And I think that's where they're getting caught a little bit from a from United perspective. Matt, final point that you want to add to this before we move on. Well, I just thought, I think my, my last observation is kind of the difference in terms of how Spurs and how United handled the change of manager. And it's mm. kind of, you know, Spurs got rid of Nuno, it was very ruthless, it was very kind of, to a certain extent, kind of unexpected, despite the fact that results have been so bad. The fact that they made the quick decision was sort of unexpected. But they very quickly, it was sort of a day later, they Conte was in the seat. United are in this government department reshuffle situation where they've appointed, they've, they've sacked, they've appointed a caretaker to hold the seats until they appoint an interim manager who will hold them until the end of the season and they'll have a permanent manager. It's like, this is Manchester United we're talking about here. And they need to have this kind of three-step plan to appointing a manager, which to me points Mm -hmm. to like a lack of planning. It means that up until this weekend, they didn't have the replacement lined up. No plan. And and And, and that's that's, that's, that's that's commentary. That's that's a dereliction of duty, right? At that level. Yeah, true. Like United. Even the commentary, right? When all of us were expecting it two months ago, a month ago, uh, before the international window, they were they kept coming out in every morning to tell us, no, they're still sticking behind the manager, still sticking behind the manager, still sticking behind the manager. 
they've lost a lot of good opportunities in that in in my belief to actually uh, have this plan in place because they're yeah. always sticking to the manager this feels more like a knee jerk reaction to from yeah. losing against Watford than it does feel like a planned kind of um um change in management but that's 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 been man united if you think about it like um i think even paul merson uh mentioned uh, he said it was the reason probably uh, Solskjaer um struggled but i don't i don't think it really is i mean Maguire and them, i mean the whole team was playing bad i can't really blame the ronaldo signing for it but he says he says um Solskjaer, um gets uh finishes second in the league and then um like Musa saying knee jerk reaction these guys see that city's going to sign ronaldo they sign ronaldo you know um and then but then Paul Morrison says that look that kind of messed up all his plan um, but i think it's a more than that but i mean yeah that's that's been man united and then then the even uh, if Silo will even agree with me is that uh, before these guys weren't signing any players you know when Bruno was there and then Solskjaer was there the first season they never signed anyone and then what do they do they sign um they spent huge money good players good players but they've only really signed the guys because you know they um i mean there's a lot of pressure that they were getting um mm. from the 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 fans you know they could have signed other players um in 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 the other transfer windows but they've actually then again gone and said look we haven't finished well let's sign the players and just you know show them that we are doing something and then here's Solskjaer also getting the brunt of that mm. um at the end of it again i just think that's been man united for the past three i don't still know how long but yeah they've been just reacting 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 yeah so let's yeah, talk about this before where you have like mm. three seasons of nothing then a couple of really big marquee signings and people are like oh you see they're doing it yeah but, but it's never it's never part of a plan it's just like oh mm. it's it's you know it's like when you ne- neglect your kid all year and then you're like oh let me quickly go buy him a couple of ice creams just to you know, christmas <laughs> present like, like you're just the ice cream man you know like it's it's, it's 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 a cycle it's a cycle this thing you know what i mean you know the last big signings we did was when we did when we did Mkhitaryan, we did uh, uh, Pogba, and then we did um, what's I remember Latin, that as Latan, and then and then Eric Bailly. <laughs> we did four of them at the same time, and then boom, quiet. And then we did a Diego Dalo when after we came second, and then we did uh, obviously now we did um, what's this with this with this Varane, um, uh, Sancho, and 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 thing, you know. So it, it's a cycle, but that's Man United for you. But yeah, I think we've we've spoken enough about Man United. I think we should yeah. we jump on. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll move on just quick. And also, moving on to better, Man United. We're talking about real quality now. We're just talking about real quality as well. So, so, so. Okay, so quick one. So from Celo, you can tune out. You can tune out. I just want a quick fire, quick fire. I, I hear Van der Beek is starting. <laughs> yeah, yes. and and and, Mar- and Martial has started as well. So yeah, so let's see. What really the boys interesting. Toto has yes. started today. Yeah, he just they just fouled him. So Carrick is really throwing Ole under the bus, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear, I was telling this guy in the change rooms that yeah. Van der Beek should play. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true, though. That is true. Though. He's gonna show it. Oh, hey, that, yeah. That's right. It should be we'll to start. <laughs> and he was he's with the squad, guys. Start <laughs> he's, he's, he's with Scott the squad, guys. I think like I think he's on the yeah, yeah, and, and he, he, he's he's mates he, he's mates with Carrick from when they played together, so he'll probably say yeah. Mike, Harry. It can't get much worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Almost a goal from Scotty McTominay. It was a great cross from, from Alex Tellers <laughs> from a set piece. And Scotty McTominay just hit him to the side netting. Oh, okay, oh, all so right, close. okay. Just got more clear. People want commentary, they can watch the game. They don't have to come on the show on the real commentary. Yeah. Right, so quick one. No, no, we're taking control. Claudio, everyone wants to hear the 60 voice. Come on. <laughs> Just make sure there's no tears. There's no, no tears at the end no of all tears. of this. I think no. I think the voice is sexy when the tears flow, boss. So, so let's let's hope the, yeah. the, the tears emotion. Anyway, okay, gentlemen. So just quick fire quickly. Did he steady the ship? Yes or no? And then number two, do you think Carrick will be a decent interim manager? Those are two questions. Okay, He's not start. an interim manager. He's a caretaker. Whilst yeah. they wait to appoint the interim, <laughs> the interim. He measured in for what he is. Like, so just yes, Steve Bruce, yes no? Steve yes Bruce no? is lined up for the interim role. <laughs> it's going to go Carrick, <laughs> Steve Bruce, Potch, Potch, <laughs> uh, and then right, Bruce. So, so, and, so, so Nick... and so the merry-go-round goes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, and then it's, it's going to take over at PSG, presumably. Uh, <laughs> very, I think uh-huh. it's set up, guys. It's very interesting. He's using. Ronaldo as the left winger and Martial as a central striker. So that's that's quite interesting, and I'm interested to see how it how it goes. Is Rashford did it with Juventus? Can I just say mm. Portugal? Yeah, they did it at Juventus. It didn't work. They tried doing it with Portugal now yeah. just the other day. It didn't work with playing Ronaldo on the left. It's, so all I'm saying is I've seen it not work so well. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, at Juventus, I, I, I saw I, him. I saw him cutting and smack right corner. <laughs> In some games, it does work. That I won't lie. No, no, some games, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. over the course Close of the season... Close it down, you bloody fucker! The tears are coming. Who is it? The players are all in now. They're coming. Tanjuma is going to score. Let me mute my mic. Sorry, guys. It's a, it's a, it's a all right. Thing. No one answered the question. No one really cares. I think everyone's done with the Man United thing. Let's move along. We're going to say Leicester City, Chelsea. It's about time time we get a Chelsea input here. Moss has been MIA for a long, 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 long time. And also, we don't talk about Chelsea. Well, I was going to say, we didn't get to talk about Brendan Rodgers because this was a pretty good advert for replacing Ole. Well, there we go. You cancelled. You can dive into that one. You can dive into that one. I think, I think but he, but he dropped it quick. Rogers, he dropped that thing quick. Didn't he? They asked him and he, he dropped that, that speculation quickly. Yeah, he, he said, said that, uh, but then look what he did at Chelsea. That is exactly how Ole would have played it. So <laughs> <laughs> he's been taking notes. Yeah, he's he's sitting there on the sidelines. You guys have my number. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see me, you see me giving away three points. <laughs> but I, I, I saw this coming. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And like uh, before the game, I, I you know what? Actually, recently of late, I've been full of confidence about how uh, Chelsea have set themselves up and come to every match. They do come with a heightened sense of intensity. Uh, a professional approach. We've got a few injuries in players like Lukaku, um, but we still kind of... The manager has these boys all figured out, right? The defense is looking solid. Goalkeepers always bring out his best in the game. The midfield is just dominating every kind of game they step into with the high intensity. The movement up front is looking great. He was. Um, there were a few frustrating parts in the game where um, the lads weren't... They were on top of the game but they weren't uh, playing with the width that he'd wanted. And that showed his frustrations as a manager of where he is, right? He's trying to get these guys to play a, a, a very 
precision type of football. And at this point, they're all excusing. I mean, um, executing on that. They're all kind of coming to the party and showing their value and showing their their, their class. Um, on the day, uh, Leicester really weren't there. They 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 were chasing shadows. Yeah, the whole day they were chasing shadows and. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, it's, 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 it shows just how good Chelsea is at this point in time. I think uh, even with the injuries, the manager's got a system which is working for all the players, and they know exactly when and how to slot into that system. And yeah, it's uh, players, players love playing for managers of this nature when they know um, their their performance is going to be appraised objectively. Uh, that's why whenever the manager does make a a change for a player here and there. The player still execute, and then he can then make a better decision for who comes in the next game or who gets left out. So it's perfect at the the moment at Chelsea. Aren't you concerned that your best defender as contract is coming up? Rudiger, yeah, I am uh, a little bit concerned. Uh, he's uh, the the player that's really really shined over the past uh, se- well half of last season and uh, this season so far. He's really come to the party and been instrumental in the character that. He's given a lot of the defenders and the people around him. Uh, I am concerned, and I'm actually concerned about why the negotiating is taking so long. You know, it's like um, this is a club which uh, has forked out quite a bit of money for players like Rudiger, uh, like Kai Havertz, uh, like Timo Werner. Like, there's quite a few players which um, have actually uh, come in for really big paychecks, and to not be able to pay a player who's shown his quality at the club Bro. and is is continuing to improve contract with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see you see your big team uh, Jim. <laughs> but I wonder what calls the land. Because <laughs> didn't Chelsea yeah. also haven't they started to build build around silver in defence? And and on their, have they not been is it maybe a case of them expecting him to step up and kind of do that role mm. so they don't want to end up overpaying for another defender is, you know, not that Chelsea necessarily so needs to watch thing, the purse strings, but, you know. Yeah, and my thing is the most expensive defender that I can recall at Chelsea is Ben Chilwell. The rest are, are, are relatively cheap to free. Uh, if you look okay. at Thiago Silva himself, you look at Rilga, you look at uh, Rhys James, you look at Chalaba, um, Aspilaqueta, um, and Alonso, Chilwell is actually the most expensive. And in that setting, um, I, I would have expected... When we spoke about Thiago Silva coming uh, last year, last season, beginning of last season on a free, I was expecting it to be his last season or like last kick of a dying horse, you know. But it's it's really reflective of the professional he is and the quality at which he's played at to see him actually continue to uh, pull out these these type of performances. Chelsea's defense is... Uh, bar none, one of the best defenses in the English Premier League at the at the moment, and in all of Europe at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He wants, and he wants, to play, he wants he wants to play at the World Cup, so I think they even said that he might stay for another season with you guys. Um, mm. but 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 Rudiger wants to be one of the top three highest paid players in the club. That's what I heard. The rumor is obviously. But, but, so but this is, Lukaku's the yeah, highest paid player. He wants to be, he wants to be top three highest paid. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm looking at if I'm looking at objectively, just from a pure negotiation 
perspective. I'm looking at it going, this guy doesn't really give two shits whether or not he stays at Chelsea. He knows he's got the club by the ball saying, you know what, I'm going to ask for this much. If you're not going to give me this much, I'm going to go to another club that's going to pay it. And that way, at least by the club standard for the fans, I'm making it look like I want to stay. And if they don't give me what I want, then it's because the club don't want me to be there. And I think that's that's the angle he's taking from that side. But more from the, the footballing perspective, I mean, Lukaku, gentlemen, they're scoring for- without a strike at the moment. Mosa said they didn't really need Lukaku. What's the overall feeling from that angle? It's less the city, guys. They're not in the best of form. But, what happened against Burnley the week? The what happened against Burnley before the international break? They drew one-one at home. Um, they they struggled yeah. to break down a, a, a pub team. They struggled to break down mm. a pub team. Um, and now a team that's like Leicester, a bit more expansive, a bit more leaving spaces at the back. They exploited those those, those spaces because that's the things. Leicester's there to play. But a pub team like Burnley frustrated them at home and they drew 1-1. You know what I mean? So I think that mm-hmm. that, that needs to be taken into account. And then also mm-hmm. other games that they played previously. They played against Juventus um, in, in Turin and they couldn't score a goal against Juventus in Turin. Um, so I think we need to take those things into account. Uh, but well I mean, a lot of teams this with their starting poor, 11 won't score against Juventus. You know, this is a solid side mm-hmm. we're talking about. But, but I, I do team, hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. Yeah, I this do hear what you're saying. You do, there are games where you're going to need an out-and-out striker who just knows how to get the job done, create space, make a chance out of nothing. And they are going to miss that. I think they're going to miss Lukaku. The longer he's away, there will be games like that where they need someone who's just going to battering ram their way through and score a goal. And that's what he'll bring. And that's why sooner or later, when that injury goes away, Moss is going to be dying that thing that he's been so proudly growing. <laughs> I told you, gentlemen. I told you. <laughs> my, my, my thing with Lukaku, and it still stands, right? Like, um, yes, you'll be able to bully a few of his opponents. But a player of that magnitude, a signing of that magnitude, you need some kind of BMT. And for me, he doesn't have it. And sometimes in those smaller games, he doesn't actually rise above uh, everybody else. So that's where I'm still on the fence about Lukaku, right? About his contribution, his, his potential contribution. But if uh, you'd had him against Burnley, you would have thrown him on, right? Yeah, to kind of bully. <laughs> yeah, definitely oh, to yeah. bully. Well, that, that, that ends that conversation then. Moving along swiftly. I mean, here's an interesting <laughs> one. Sam saying, just a small stat. Peter Cech holds the highest number of clean sheets in the Premier League. 202, if I remember correctly. Mendy could beat that. Who agrees with that? What does he mean? Like, could beat it sure. soon or Mindy. like, could beat it? Because, like, I, I mean, could be theoretically, it. Wonga could beat it. You know, like, it's not the same. <laughs> 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 I have beaten it. No one's, no one's scored against me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing you're yeah, not playing for Arsenal that longer. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get a game pass Ramsdale these days. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think Mendy Mendy is is I thought I don't think Mendy gets talked about enough and I don't know what it is. Yeah? But you talk about 100%. the top keepers in the game at the moment. Mendy doesn't get a mention very often. Um mm-hmm. on current form, he's gotta to be top three in the world. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, at the moment so most definitely. Easy. And, and even he's, he's, he's and it's four, since right? he's come to Chelsea, yeah. Since yeah, he's exactly. come to Chelsea, he's and he's not going to be there through Afcon. He's gone. Right? Afcon, yeah, Senegal, yeah, Senegal, yeah. Senegal are playing in Afcon, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Chelsea are fortunate that they've got a good defense. Hey, yeah, hey, I'm just. <laughs> I know the team is going to get hit hard by this one, but we're just about to admit it. We're only losing two players, right, to Fcon. 
Yeah, but then you got Kepa is, there in goal. Ziyech, but, but, Ziyech, but Ziyech is fighting with the with the Moroccan manager, so he has he hasn't picked for the last qualifiers, so I, I, he might yeah. might not be picked. Okay, yeah. then that's even better. Yeah, I don't know. Mendy's about... a big loss, mate. Yeah, very big. But Especially I think with that other guy that doesn't have arms. Lad, that can't take a fucking <laughs> shot. <laughs> oh. right, Gemma, we're talking about pub clubs. We were talking about pub clubs. Let's talk about easy, a pub club who who, who have they've still got all the furniture That's inside and they're trying to redecorate. We, you need to remember now that now that Bruce isn't there, Newcastle new can no longer drink like a pub club, so I don't think they're we're allowed to call them that anymore. Well, they're drinking martinis. They're drinking martinis. Yeah, exactly. What are they drinking? No, okay. No pies, yeah. no pies, nothing, guys. No bacon right. sandwiches, you know. That's all can you say that? You know, a lot of the journalists who, all the, all the sort of media pundits who are mates with Steve Bruce, who protected him throughout the whole thing, sort of said, you know, those players weren't playing for him. And uh, oh. if you followed the, the sort of Eddie Howe story since he's been there, he, he put them through their paces doing sort of a protocol of testing to, to figure out where they were um, in terms of their fitness. And they built through the international break a, a level of fitness and obviously a training re- regime for the game against Brentford. Yeah. One of the things he did ban is quite a few things similar to what Conte did at, at Spurs from the canteen. I know one of them yeah. were, were biscuits by the by the tea and coffee counter. Um, so it's just those small things. Um, biscuits, guys. Why is the biscuits? I heard also also Gerard said there's no salt or ketchup. Yeah. Or something. Why? No pudding. Why do they have no pudding, guys? But yeah, but that's exactly why do they have them in guys, the first guys, place? Like, no, but guys, remember these is? clubs. These clubs are not only catering to their playing staff. There are dudes in the back room who deserve a biscuit. You know, guys. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're working for an elite club. Yeah. They're working for. Oh, if you're not, if you're not on the playing staff, you know, if you're the dude who sits by the sidelines tweeting the live events, like give the man a pudding. Give the man a banana, guys. Did we? Give the man a banana. And water. Everybody's but, got a trigger word. Maybe his is biscuit. Yeah. It seems to be the trend, though. Because um, I also read um, Gerard's also gone in and banned fizzy drinks and stuff at Villa. Yeah. Salt. Yeah. Salt. Mm. No salt and ketchup, apparently, man. But I think... I think it's also, I'm going to catch up myself, so I wouldn't miss that. But no salt. What do you put on your chips? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wanted to You're not, eating chips. You're not eating chips, sir. You're not eating chips in the first hey, place. That's the special spice <laughs> there that, that one ranges the league. Is that salt. You took out that... They've been having salt for so many years. Something taking the league. He took the salt out. And the Rangers got it. So maybe... Yeah. But really listen, listen, boys, like I must say, so we obviously had a very unfortunate situation with Eddie Al. He had an unfortunate situation having a COVID test on the Friday and then testing positive. Sure, so it was yeah. a little bit of an anti-climax. But in terms of, like, guys, I'm actually delighted. We sit in bottom of the log, but I can't explain to you what sort of performance we put in. If you never watched the game, like... I can tell you we were on the front foot. We took the game to, to, to Brentford. And obviously our flaws were there to be seen, which is mm-hmm. maybe a good thing. But I can't remember when last we scored two goals, let alone three. Um, and we probably should have won it in the end with the chance with jo- uh, Joe Linton where he, where he slips and, and, and say maximum had one. 23 shots, corner. Nick. That's mad. But yeah. Like, can you Nine imagine? Like, 
probably first equals time, their total from the rest of the season. Listen, if you look at <laughs> this is the first time I think in 37 Premier League games where we've had more possession than the opposition. So like yeah. you know that that just shows season. you he's been there. He's been there for 10 days or or now it's been a bit longer and he's changed the whole philosophy and you know, a lot of the pundits are saying, yeah, it's not what we need. We need something more pragmatic. But you know what? I think if we can go yeah. out and take take games to teams, we'll put us in a position, hopefully, before the before the yeah. window where we can potentially go and buy a few more players to add to that. And, you know, mm. those types of performances, getting our best players to play well, to play in their positions, can you imagine? Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that would be a great, great yeah. starting point, you know? Um, it really showed on the weekend. I think there's a few players there that I would I would really sort of look at to 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 ship out eventually. But I mean, guys, I've spoken about J7 Jollington, the absolute donkey. You guys, if you if you want to see like a completely transformed player, <laughs> watch that game. Like he was all over the place, pressing, well taken goal, well taken, taken goal, and I was like, is this a man possessed? Like, but honestly, is that is yeah. that maybe you know again just further indictment of Steve Bruce's style? Hundred percent. And and I think this is a thing. Like I know when I'm when they first appointed Eddie Howe, and there was there were some people saying, oh, you know, that's not very ambitious. Newcastle should be looking for a proven winner, someone who's going to win the league. Um, but the truth is, they're not in a a, a fight for the league right now. They're yeah. in a fight for survival. And in Eddie Howe, you've got someone who's been there. He's he's been at the bottom of the table. Obviously, Bournemouth got relegated, but he's he's he knows how it goes down there. And he's also like got proven kind of caliber in the Premier League. And he's actually from, I mean, I'm not an expert on these things. You'll know more than me, Nick. But the, from what I've read, he's quite innovative. He's quite forward thinking in how he yeah. plays the game and, and in how he trains him, how he sets things up. So you talk about the fitness tests and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm sure that's not something that was running under Bruce. Yeah. And I think just, and, and the fact that it's had such early impact in terms of their style of play is obviously really, really promising. There is still a lot of work to do for Newcastle. Yeah, they, they are still in very real risk of being relegated. We're quite close to Christmas now, and they're still bottom. Um, so and and that's a big issue. I think he needs to get a few wins in the next couple of games. The Brentford test was a big one because Brentford have scored. I mean, obviously you guys can see the three goals, but Brentford have scored goals against a lot of sides this season. Yeah. They're a good team. Yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. it's going to be a, a there. Are, there will be easier games than this for Newcastle to really show what they can do. But the fact no, that, like you said, dominating possession. Loads of shots, scoring goals. It's got to be all yeah. positive. Got to and be what really was good. quite interesting is you're playing against a Brentford team that likes to dominate possession themselves. So yeah. that was obviously mm. a good thing. And then, uh, like like Wonga said, I mean, we we, oh, we had 23 shots at goals. Brother. I mean, at, at the goals. So I don't, like, I mean, I can't I can't believe that. Um, and yeah. I think just just the sort of it was Agreed. a breath of Come fresh on, air. Man. There's a few players there that are sort of need to be shipped out. I, I was very disappointed with Dalo. Like I'm a big fan of his, but it just looks like I think he can he can feel he can feel that Debravka is coming back and he can maybe feel the pressure. And I think I would make I would make that change straight away and I would put Federico Fernandez in for, for LaSalle straight straight away. Quick uh, straight swap and um go again, you know, against an Arsenal mm. team who looked Pretty decent in the first half, but very vulnerable at the back. And I think if we can just have a go again, you know, you've got nothing to lose away at the Emirates. Like, you've got nothing well, to lose. I mean, well I know this goes. is normally what gets discussed on a Thursday, but I think this is a really interesting game for both sides, the Newcastle-Arsenal yeah. game. Because historically, we know that when Arsenal lose, in over the last three years, Arteta's had a wobble and they tend to lose yeah. more than one in a row. 
and yeah. and and that that confidence they've always had that soft underbelly newcastle were flying on the other side on, on the other hand they're coming in they'll be feeling positive so that will be a really interesting game It'll be a real test yeah. of of how much newcastle will still have to do by january and it'll also be mm. a big test of just how far arteta's really come how much yeah. of a change has he implemented because if they go out and they stumble against newcastle now i think it's yeah. almost like you know one step forward two steps back for arsenal so yeah i mean i know that'll get unpacked in more detail on thursday yeah. but that's going to be a huge game and i think i think just to close off our, it's going to be very important because we've got a very hard run of fixtures but we've got arsenal next we've got Nor- norwich after that and then burnley after that so if we can pick up if if we can pick up seven points in in that in in those three games that will be that will be great i think that will put us mm. in a good position Seven points, Nick. Isn't that a little I, bit too I, ambitious? I think five there, five there, five there would be good. Norwich. <laughs> why, why, can't we, why, why should we be beating Norwich and Burnley? Like, uh, look what Dean Smith told them. Norwich. Dean yeah. Smith walked in and won his first game at Norwich. Currently above his, yeah, listen, he's, Eddie Howe nearly won his there. first game. If if we had won that game, they wouldn't be saying yeah. that we crossed us off. If we're going to survive, we have to beat Norwich. We have to beat Burnley. Like that's the reality. That's true. If we're not that's true. Look at that. Look at that. Why are we going to? <laughs> so yeah. yeah, like like Pum says, let's really get that team right. Let's talk about a team. <laughs> let's really Nadia, can you just tell us? Are you okay, bro? Are you okay? Yeah, okay. we're good. Let's talk about a team. Let's talk about a team. You, I'm you, more than okay. Look, look there. Wonga's put his head down because he knows what's coming. Look there. You've left your seat four times, so it's... Mm. You heard cookies. Um, so, yeah. Code word cookies. <laughs> Cookies. cookies. <laughs> I think yeah. it was biscuits specifically that we used. Oh, yeah. <laughs> biscuits. biscuits. <laughs> but, but on that note, gents, look, yeah, Arsenal, talk about still have a long way to go. You talk about the soft underbelly, all these things. Wonga's been on a recent tie, the undefeated run that they've been on. They've come to Anfield. He was somewhat, a little bit, I don't know, optimistic. Cocky. He was definitely optimistic. Whether what percentage that was. I would say cocky. I would say cocky. I think let's call it what it is. Let's not, let's not oh, oh. it. Optimism, that's what it was. No, no, I mean, look at the run you're on. Um, no, 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 look, optimism I, 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 taking an umbrella with you, you know, like, like it won't <laughs> rain today. I don't need my umbrella. That's optimism. What you were doing <laughs> was coming on here, waving your face in front of all of us, hovering this high off your chair, you know, it's all about, we're coming for you, we're coming for you. And then you came yeah, for us, and here we are. You and know, you know um, December's coming, and I said it. <laughs> You know, I said it even on, on last uh, when I said last week Thursday, um, and I had a fear that Oteta was going to do this: is that he's going to go to Liverpool and he's going to try something funny. When I say something funny, he's going to come and do something different to the other games that he has been winning. Um, I think it's well, yeah. I mean, they've been undefeated for a long time now. Um, only drawn two in that in that long run, and. They started against Liverpool. I think the people will say the first half we were, um, they, they, they'll say the first half we were, we, we were good. But they were, I mean, I was, I was sitting here with another Liverpool fan, a friend of mine, uh, 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 Wayne. And he, I told him, look, I mean, what they're doing, that, goodness me, is flipping risky. Ramsdale, yeah, he didn't get it wrong in the game. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's what Liverpool want. They want you playing at the back. Oh, lovely. We don't Who have to pass the pass? ball. We're going to just tackle you. Um, huh? Who made that pass? It what was, first, it was Tavares. And then there Tavares. was one that, that um, 
Lukonga did as well. Lukonga, Lukonga had many passes that he did wrong. Yeah, and listen, Nick, he was going forward. Tavares is someone that always usually goes forward. He was going forward and then he passed the ball back. That for me tells me, and I think even Arteta will take, and it's fine. And like he said, it's at the end, like we'll learn from this game. Hopefully they do. Um, he, he told his team literally is that they want to pull from the back. You can, uh, I think Claudio can even, you won't, you should agree with me on this. They try to pull from the back, suck Liverpool in. And then they were going to try and play behind. But what confused me about this, um, even the playing behind part, is that when when we uh, when 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 Liverpool were pressing us at the, at the back and they wanted to try and play the ball behind, there was no one even right, making that run behind. Aubameyang was still in our half, so I was very confused in the game plan. It looked like <laughs> okay, we pass pass and then we don't know what to do, you know. Um, and I think it was a very um, never mind just changing a game plan in the in the last. Uh, I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a game against Liverpool, but I mean, the the what what he wanted to do. <laughs> that oh goodness me! I think Klopp was smiling when he saw the first ten minutes what they were trying to do. They were, it was it was inevitable. I, I whoa, sat and I said, "This is are going to get punished." Whoa, that was definitely going to happen. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Wonga. First, first and what? foremost, I just want to say welcome, welcome, M Dog Guru, who said Oli definitely threw that game. And I think there's some conspiracy there. You know, I like my conspiracies, but I think he wanted the sack so through that game. But going back to the the Arsenal sort of thing, I know you're critiquing him for doing what he did, but let's be honest: the first twenty minutes. They weren't too bad. I don't want to say they were controlled, but Liverpool had what no. I think was seventy percent possession. But we weren't really creating chances that were blatant but, chances. They, they looked, and they, I said this. I still said. I this. hear you. I still said this. I said, "Hang on." I, I still said. I said, "Like if you look at Man United, a team that's not coached. You look at Arsenal. You can see the the managers clearly got something he wants the players to be following." Whether or not they executed yes. as something, something else. And obviously, he goes on to mm-hmm. the side of the pitch and he actually, Arteta gets the crowd going. That's what he actually does. Because the, the, the crowd, they were quiet for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, then he started to yeah. want to take on Klopp. Me. And then all Why of a sudden, everyone's trying to fight Klopp. That's not even the, Guys, Arteta is so, the model gentleman. That's not even him, guys. Like him fighting like that, I just couldn't understand, guys. That, that shows. Just trying to get the was, players going. But I think. No, I no, they, they both failed. They both they were both. I think they were. They were, they were both. Uh, um, Arteta and, and I can't say it was Arteta only. They were both treating each other. Uh, if there was no, no, no one between them, they would have been. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. It was a uh, rock and roll, a... man. But hang on, gents. Listen. You said <laughs> they were both. Of course, they were both. Come on. No, no, no. Listen. There was. There was a catalyst. Arteta was. You know what the thing was? He sparked. So it took. No. He sparked it all. Of course he did. He was the one that went at Klopp. And then Klopp was like, well, okay, my, my team's... If you've got to be really strategic about what the manager does there, he can see the, the crowd's quiet. Let's give them something to cheer about. He gets stuck in. We go from Atletico Madrid where they're trying to get Mane sent off. He felt clearly Arteta was trying to do the same thing. And then yeah. he sparks it up. And all of a sudden, the crowd gets behind him. My thing is, from an Arsenal perspective, I'm like, I don't mind seeing my manager doing that. Because finally, if, if, if Ali had to do that, Ooh, as an example, nice. I'd be chuffed because there would be some interest. He's already moved on. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Arsenal, as an Arsenal fan, I'm going, he has a guy who actually gives a shit about my team. Whether or not it worked in this scenario is something else. But in the end of the day, what it was, was it was, it was a team that has their style waxed versus a team that is still learning. A lot of young players with the confidence isn't there to the same but level. Tried, you could see the players were somewhat intimidated. And I to think, that, yeah, like, you see, the thing... If, if you are conceding 70% possession in the first 20 minutes to a Liverpool team who punish... Everybody they come across when they do have more possession, it's 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 very scary. Already, it's going to be a yes, very I'm difficult. Look for me. I I, I, think, Claudia, yeah. I won't like. 
So you go, you go, uh, Matt, you're speaking. I'll, I'll well, I, was, I, was, I think to, to Wonga's point, I, I think from when you looked at Arsenal at the start of this game, the difference was, and I think to a certain extent, it may have been them kind of feeling somewhat intimidated by the situation because people were talking about this being for the first time, really. This was the first time we're in, a, in quite a while where Arsenal going in against Liverpool and people were saying Arsenal had a realistic chance at this game. Yeah. For a long time, they've come in as underdogs. And it was almost mm. like some of their dynamism was gone. You look at how they've been playing in games before this. They were very mm. much on the front foot. They were stretching defences. They were creating chances. And this game, as much as they weren't, they weren't terrible in the first 20, 25 minutes, they also mm. weren't as good as they had been. They weren't playing with that same speed. They weren't being as incisive. Yes. And, and, and yeah. then when it turned over, you know, it was sort of that 20-minute period just before and after half time, where Liverpool scored their first two goals. And after that, you, the, the tide turned and Arsenal were, were completely kind of shell-shocked, very much in themselves. And, and I think for... I'm not an Arsenal fan, as you know, but as, if I was an Arsenal <laughs> fan, that's what would disappoint me a bit, was that they, they came into so. this game on such a run of really good form where they were playing that on the front foot, stretch defences, create chances. The clever runs from Lukonga weren't there, you know, all of that stuff. And I think that's where there is that frustration where this was a game where... Not that they maybe should beat Liverpool. Liverpool are a good side, but they could have maybe mm-hmm. put up more of a fight, been more of themselves before they ended up conceding goals. I think, yeah, you see, Matt, you see, that's the, like, mm-hmm. I think you, you said it properly at the end, you know, is that for, for me, even when they, when they, when we, we actually gave Liverpool the game, you know, the first goal, sharp, that was, I think that was their work. Ramsdale um, could have done better, but he also made, I mean, he made good saves in the beginning as well. So you can't, I mean, he, sh- he saves things that he shouldn't have saved. I think it was three, four shots, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the form he's in, he would have said, yeah, he would have, uh, you should have saved that. But then again, it's this thing of I, Arsenal were not doing. And again, as, I mean, Liverpool, sharp, they beat us. It's a team, everyone, it's, ah, it's ah, not, ah, I don't ah, think ah, we're going ah, against ah, anything. Right, but, we but, didn't beat you. We, we, we listen. There was no beating. <laughs> I didn't. Listen. That's, that wasn't kind. That wasn't kind. It was a whippy. So, a whippy. But for me, form, I, I will, if I were to say anything or not, yeah, you don't want to pass blame. But I think Arteta would, I mean, put his hand up and say, look, he tried to, I think what he tried to do was, was the wrong thing. You know, I mean, these no, guys were, no, they no, were playing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, listen, Claudio. Whoa, listen. This is where, this is where I'm, I'm curious about this. Okay, I'm curious about right. this. So, everyone here, and... Nick, the coach up there, I'd also like to get your opinion just from the coaching perspective. You know, you know, your team, I know you, you talk about past games, but the opposition's not a Liverpool. You're playing other opposition, so you can be on the front foot. You can gain that, off, uh, that, that confidence. Now, you're telling me, you're, you guys are somewhat disappointed, or Wonga, you're somewhat disappointed because the manager decided to go, let me try to do something because if I go toe-to-toe with this team, this Liverpool team now, likelihood of winning is probably going to be very low. Right? How very does he know this? I'm going to... Come on, man. Uh, Are you going go hey, to go How many teams are going to go with Liverpool? Hey, 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 listen. Arsenal have been playing well. That's why I say Arsenal playing. What they've been doing has been working. It's been giving them wins. People thought we were going to lose those games. People thought we were going to lose those games. And now we have it for me. We have. Okay, look at this, Nick. If we lose the game, okay, now we lose the game, we would have, for me, we would have, I would have preferred it that you played, you tried to play toe-to-toe with them, and then 
you lose it that way. Because now he's tried something else get now. And the way he's just got pumped 4 0 by doing something that I could have told. I told you on Thursday, Claudio, that if they do this, they're going to get pumped. I literally said it. If we try and sit back and try to do exact play another game, uh, play another way that we've been playing before, I literally said we're going to get smacked by Liverpool. What happened? That's what I'm saying. The reason we scored the goals, we scored is because player individual individual mistakes that are done by an inexperienced team. That's what it is. But that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Why why are we trying to play a game that requires a lot of experience? You're telling me inexperienced players. So you, you've got inexperienced players and then you yeah, go on, play. You go on, try. Wait, wait, wait. I, mean, I haven't even finished my point. You haven't even let me finish. Look, listen, listen. We we try to play. Calm, <laughs> calm. You've got... You've got... Listen. The whole... <laughs> but no, listen, listen. This is a family show. But listen, guys, the, the, the whole season... We'll see Arsenal lose, champ. It's, it's like but that. listen, guys, the nine, for, for, for like nine, ten games, you've been playing something that's been working. You know, you've been playing something that's, that's, that's been working. Oh. And for me, I would have said, try, go do it against uh, Liverpool. I think, for me, Arsenal fans would have been happier that way. Now we go try and play this. And I mean, Tavares and them, we know them. They're not, they, they, I've seen them the whole season. They've been playing forward, running forward. Then they go and they try to play backwards. That's what that's those are the things I just don't understand. There were many, even um, what's his name, Lukonga as well. He looked out, especially after Tavares made the first mistake. Lukonga looked very edgy, and it's not he gave away one pass, but there were many other passes. I think there were three or four, um, including that the, the one that uh, that that led to the goal that Lukonga that, that Lukonga was not uh, comfortable with. It's, it's a game they Sorry, weren't comfortable with. Away, away. I think it highlights but to that, me how 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 far we, far behind the top four Arsenal are. Uh, similar to us in Leicester. Look, uh, Leicester tried to play the game, but we were just um, head and shoulders above them in terms of quality on the ball and intensity on the field. And that was a, 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 a sharp reminder uh, to them and to ourselves about like where we each are in our journeys. Uh, we are looking to get into European football and win that, and you guys are probably looking to just get into top eight. But, Musa, tell me this now. Like, even with... Against the other teams, Arsenal has been creating a lot of chances of scoring, right? This one, it's against Liverpool. It's limited them, you know? It's a game that now we've, we've, we've tried to be a bit like, let's say, pragmatic, you can say, and mm-hmm. the opportunities are not there, you know? For me, why not go for the win against Liverpool, you know? Go for the win. The points will put you in a, in a, in a, in a good place. Instead of trying to play, like, the thing I always say is, like, the guys trying to play chess. Oh, now you're trying to go. Like, we've just won... We've run a good run of form. Why don't you try to put it up against them and then we, we lose that way? I would have been happier losing that way than the way we lost this weekend. Mm. Um, it is one mm. game. I'm not saying now that Arsenal are terrible. Um, it is a learning curve. Um, and I just hope that we, you know, we learn from that. Um, uh, yeah, Liverpool with yeah. a better team. They've got the better players. They were better quality. I can't deny it. Um, you but feel I think as if we, um, we should have Arsenal gone... res- respected Liverpool too much on the day for them to change it? Yes. I saw it the moment we started in 10 minutes we're doing funny passes that's what Liverpool feeds off we've never we've never done this the other nine games that's what I'm trying to understand why do it now against Liverpool mm. why that's the only thing I'm trying to understand no, why do it now worry, against Liverpool don't worry I think, I think, I'll, I'll come I'll come and get another three points from you on Saturday <laughs> <laughs>
can play like a kid against Liverpool. Just so I can see you angry, man. Just so I can see you. I tell you what, guys. He's been having too much fun. None of us have the emotional range that Wonga's brought to the show this year. Think about the depths of depression that he has showcased. The highs, the euphoria, and now the passion and the anger. You know, it's 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 like a Spanish soap opera. Telenovela. We can only hope to bring such acting prowess to our team support. Yes, I agree, Sam. Sam, I agree with you there. That's the wrong opponent to try to do what he did. Hundred percent. So let's talk about football that doesn't make us sad. Let's go to the other side of North London. Yes. This was a. This was an exciting game. Um, the first half, oh. the first half Spurs. Oh, the depth of Wonga's depression, you know. <laughs> I can't match it. Even end. when I was down, you never. And and I think we can all remember that. Whenever you feel like you're down, remember you're not Spurs winning a game sad like Wonga. You know that's you're never that sad. You've always got something to smile about. Um, but yeah, um, the first half Spurs played exactly how they've everything they've done wrong for the last, you know eight-odd games or whatever. Um, there was no incision, very kind of stodgy on the ball, um, flustered at the back, and, and Leeds took a well-deserved lead um, before half-time. Um, the, the, the team talk at half-time was obviously pretty solid, um, and the team came out the second half was much better from Spurs. They, they were better controlled. The runs were more kind of more creative. They were really stretching the defence, and it kind of felt from sort of the fifth, sixth minute of the second half, it felt like we were going to win. It just, it, you know, you sometimes get that feel. You just, you just know this looks like a game we're going to pull this off. Um, and when we did, obviously the 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 winner, Regulon's kind of tapping off the free kick. It was, it was, you know, you you're half lucky with that, but he ran in at just the right time. It's his first league goal for Spurs. Um, and and I think it was huge in that it was obviously Conte's first first league win. It was the first time we've come from behind in a while. Um, the team really pulled together. There was a clear kind of decision collectively. We're going to play this aggressively. We're not going to try to sit behind the ball. We're not going to try to defend our way to the end of the game. Um, and the second half was fantastic. It was it was really cool to see. Um, obviously, Kane still struggles to score a goal in the league, and that's going to continue. Although he was the player that finally had a shot on target, our first shot on target for three, nearly three hours of football. So um, it was a big day. Um, and I think the, a lot of positives to take from it. I think Conte will be under no illusions as to how far there is still to go. But if we play like, uh, like we did in the second half of that game much more, um, and I know this is only Leeds. Leeds are having a really bad season by their standards. Um, and and there, there is still, there's still kind of some some work to be done. I think we're not quite as as fluid as we've been. Even Son looks a little bit off it. You know, he's normally the one who's, who's making those runs, who's at least doing something. Um, yeah, Sam's completely right. Something is still lacking in Spurs' attack. Um, we're Kane. still not... Yeah, I think part of it's Kane. Kane. I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's too easy just to blame him alone. I think we are at times, mm. the movement's not great. There, there's we we're kind of you know historically you watch Spurs and when we're playing well there's always like players making those extra runs and it drags players out of defense. It's what I always used to think of Ali doing. Ali was always that player who'd just do a run that you wouldn't think of, and it would create this bit of space and someone would just do a little dinky ball through and suddenly we've got players in behind, and we're not quite doing that anymore. And it's not just down to Kane. He's a big factor. He's definitely not himself. He's definitely not um, pulling his way. But I don't think it's just him. I think the the whole attack seems to not quite have found that. That, that killer instinct again. Um, but if we if we can find that and if we can keep playing like we did in the second half of this game, I think there'll be good things coming our Listen, way. So, I love that uh, celebration at the end from Conte, but Matt, surely yeah. you can give us your impersonation of what that team talk went like. 
I'd have to. I can't do the accent, but um, come on, I reckon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. At least, at least you've got the hair for it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, my hair's Plus, all right, but Conte it's not. It's not Conte esque. Yeah, because yeah, he obviously yeah, he's he, got, he had, had implants. He's got, implant, he's got, he's yeah, got he had, hair. Yeah. Do you reckon he just did that? Did he not even say anything? He just stood there put, running his hand through his hair for 15 minutes. Just just had a look at door like that. Just with eye contact, each player. The fact that the fans were booing the team off. Yeah, I thought that was harsh. I don't, I don't like this harsh. new habit. I thought, you know, it's 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 forty five minutes. <laughs> no, of football. I maybe mean... it's not harsh enough. That's why United sat with Oli for so long. That's all I'm saying. Look at Daniel Levy <laughs> just getting him going. You've got a top manager <laughs> now. If the players aren't performing, it's on the players. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the yeah. Look, I, I think I think to a certain extent, a, a lot point. of Spurs felt that way about the first half. I think it wasn't good mm. enough. We did; it was really frustrating. It was kind of like you're doing the exact same mistakes that you've been doing time and time again. Um, I still don't think you need to boo players at half time. I think they knew that wasn't good enough. I think they were going to get a bollocking from Conte no matter what. But um, I still, you know, it worked. I guess you know. I don't know. If, I don't know if we should maybe start booing every half time just to kind of mix it up and see if if that's how <laughs> we start to get a performance out of the players, but. I think the 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 players themselves, some of them are are starting to kind of really show who they are. I think Hoiberg in particular is one of those players who's just really stamping his authority. We're starting to see the the good player that he could be. Um, I saw Sam asked who was the best player against Leeds. It's hard to tell because it was quite a good team performance. Mora had a good game. I thought Hoiberg was immense again. He's back to his best. Kind of, he's all over the field. He's imposing. You know, he, he gets in the way, he breaks up play really, really well. He's a really he's really good at just breaking down a, a, the other team's attack. Obviously, He's definitely going to be a very important player for a Conte team. Yeah, he always, Conte likes that kind of player, that sort of, that player who's in a, a bit of involved in everything, midfielder who gets everywhere and does Very a bit still. of it all. Um, and he obviously he scored the goal. It wasn't a striker's goal. The finish was, you know, it, it looked like he didn't quite hit it right, but it went in and that's all that matters. Um, I thought he had a really good game. Regulon had a really good game too. I think he was really bombing down the left. Um, I do like us with three at the back. I think it gives Regulon a lot more freedom to, to be attacking. Good, he's, good, and, and he's good going forward. He's really good. His crosses are awesome. Um, obviously, we're not seeing the, the benefit of it now because Kane's not getting on the end of them. But the, yeah, I, I think we had a couple of players there, and with a shout and we, for a and good. And we all know, we all know what Alonso did under Conte at Chelsea. So let's see what he can yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think there's 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 a lot of signs, a lot of reasons to be to be optimistic, Onga. You know, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, optimistic, optimistic, cocky? perhaps not cocky, but optimistic <laughs> about about Spurs' future. Yeah. Um, I reckon you know it was it was it was a very pleasing performance, but I think the challenge now is that and and where Spurs' big challenge has been sort of since towards sort of the end of Poch's era is consistency. We are incredibly inconsistent in the way we play. So if we can keep that level of intensity and that that the professionalism that we had in the second half over an extended period of time, then I think that will bode well. And Conte is a kind of manager who will. You know, he accepts nothing less than that. He he talked about it a lot mm-hmm. during his time at Chelsea, particularly at his time at Juventus. Kind of, this is what I expect. This is what I want from my players, and and mm. and all of that. So I think that that will be a big factor. And players like Hoiberg, players like Regulon, are going to play a huge role. I was really happy to see Winks get a run out. Um, I don't think he was he was a little bit off the pace at, at times, but it was good to see him out because he is a he is a bit of a he's a pocket popular local lad and, and you know he's a and he is a really good player there was a time where he was playing for England regularly and he was 
his midfield passing, his range of passing in the midfield was probably one of the best that England have had in ages. Um, he's obviously gone off the uh, boil uh, a little uh, bit. Uh, uh. Is that on the comment sorry. on sorry, Winks sorry, sorry, sorry. or is, is the United <laughs> game? I mean, I don't no, know. Yeah, like one yeah. Bissaka was trying to dribble someone. Like, I don't know. No need to dribble. Sorry. Just Carrick's myself, told okay. him he can go dribble now. He's not yeah, no need to one. dribble. And he can't cross, dude. That guy also has to figure out how to cross. But defensively, he's pretty solid. He's very good. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. Anyway, you should go play for Newcastle. (laughs) Just saying, keep clean sheets at the back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I think I think overall very positive for Spurs. Um, Important to build that consistency. I think that's where we've been we've been lacking because we've had good performances under we had we had a couple of really good performances under Nuno. We've had good performances under Mourinho. Um, that we had a couple of really good performances under Ryan Mason when he was managing. So, but the consistency where we is where we've always lacked. So if if you can instill some consistency, I'll be happy. If I can just step in here with regards to Conte taking over at this moment in time for Spurs club and seeing his reaction after the weekend, which by the way, Nick has has obviously already said he's enjoyed it. Um, If I'm looking at what Klopp did when he took over Liverpool, we know the club was in an iffy state. We know the the fans were Mm. booing, leaving. They weren't really on side with the team and the management. And it was kind of stuck. Klopp was stuck with these players and you could, if you want to liken it to a similar situation that Conte has inherited here, the only question being from a Conte perspective, and if you're a Spurs fan, is how long will this tenure be? Because we know he doesn't go the distance. So that's the one thing that, that Look, I think I mean, there should be a question In, in Spurs' about. recent history, Poch is the, the exception. We normally don't have managers doing very long. Um, you know, prior to Poch, we had Yol, who did about three years. Uh, Redknapp had, had a little bit of time. But Spurs managers historically don't last long. I wouldn't say we, we don't have the revolving door quite as hectically as Watford, for example. Um, but we've we've never had managers do massively long tenures. Yeah, we've never, we've, we've never, people have never, you know, I don't even, from what I understand, they don't necessarily even write the names on the door anymore. It's just manager. <laughs> current manager um but um <laughs> they, they i think I, I wouldn't be too worried about that i'm, I'm not I, I think what what conte will give us is if he brings in a certain amount of stability if he creates a, an identity and and sort of gets the players firing again i don't think anyone will mind if he ends up leaving two seasons down you know if he if he wins us something or doesn't win us something i don't if you know i think cup. it's 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 yeah look some silverware would be great fa cup or something like that would be amazing but you guys think, win anything yeah, anything would be any great. cup, mm. league cup, you know the uh, the the Audi Cup. I'm not that far. Audi Cup, Audi Cup, Audi Cup. Yeah, the the Daniel Levy inaugural. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> um, I, I think I, I don't think many Spurs fans are worried about oh, but he's going to leave after two years. You know that that's not really something we concern ourselves with. If he does, you never know because I mean he stayed at Juventus for a very long time. If he finds a project he really believes in and and enjoys what he's doing, he might stick around. Um, but I, I don't think we're necessarily that kind of club. Right, Jensen. On that note, thank you, Matt. We just want to say before we move on to the final thoughts, can everyone? And it's going to be a nice little quick fire. We're going to start with Celo, go Nick, Wonga, Matt, and then Mosa. And what we're going to say is, we're going to give our cool moment of the weekend. Which moment was that for you, Celo? Cool moment for me on the weekend was, um, I think, Wonga being humbled. Hey. <laughs> That's ice cold moment of the weekend. That's ice cold. <laughs> That's very ice cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
Uh, yeah, cool yeah, moment yeah. of the weekend. Uh, I don't know if anyone did manage to see any highlights of the Newcastle game, but the flag display in the Gallagate Inn was incredible. Eddie Howe's black and white army. This is our city. This is Newcastle. It was quite special. Um, if you see it live and hear the music in the background, it's, it is uh, quite a sight to be seen. Did you cry a bit? No, I just get goosebumps <laughs> yeah. every time. So yeah, it's funny. It's, it's funny cool. how Nick always always goes for the black and white moments, doesn't he? Anyway, Wonga. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Louis Louis uh, Rodri's goal. Yeah, that was that was actually a great goal. Yeah, that was a great goal. Well, for me, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's so, it's, you see what you did? We had momentum, and you threw this man off his bus. Sorry. Or under, so because you you coming from under the bus now, you want to let him just ride the bus for a bit. There, let's go there, Wonga. No, for me, it's um, Arsenal finishing again in the top five. Uh, oh, wow. Considering uh, where reach, you guys thought of that's the, that's, <laughs> How's that a moment? How's the reach? How's the reach? moment the top five. That's sort of like the cool moment to remember these when you used to the end of the That's Yeah, yeah. This is Hey, He's right. That's good for me. Matt, what are you going to <laughs> uh, my cool moment of the weekend is Regulon's goal. He's such a he's such a player. He really gives everything for the team. Um, I follow a lot of Spurs' social feeds, obviously, and he's always just such an optimistic character. Not cocky, Wonga, but optimistic. He's just really cheerful, <laughs> really buzzes for the team, really gives his all. And he just uh, seems to also just really love playing football. Like, he seems like, you know, when, if, if we got to play it, like, you'd just be, like, overawed. Like, I'm playing football for a living. He seems like that kind of dude. Um, and and I always, whenever I think of him, I remember, do you remember last season against Arsenal when Lamella scored that Rabona and it was out of nowhere in a game we had eventually lost anyway? And Regulon was the player standing behind him, just holding his head like, ah. <laughs> and I think... That, so when he scored that goal and it was just it was just a perfect moment. It kind of it was. I'm really glad it was him. So that was my cool moment of the weekend. Shout out! I think uh, yeah, I agree with Vads and Louis. Like uh, having Stevie G come back with the result has been epic to see. I think he's got a beautiful career ahead of him in the Premier League. But Rodri's goal, wow, we what a rocket! That was a proper, proper, proper mm-hmm. hit of the ball. He struck that like a uh, top-notch quality, and he showed on the day that you know these guys are just really from another planet. So it was good to see Rodri's goal, and that's did my you, cool. Did you see that pass? I think, was it for Sterling? Which pass? That goal's probably yeah. better for me than the rocket. The rocket's good, but I mean that pass was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> it was deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Jess, I don't know. If, does everyone want me to say my moments? Does everyone want yes. me to say it? Okay. <laughs> well, Go on. Was... Nah, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, got to be Minu Minu coming off the bench and his first touch being a goal. I got to, you can't, yeah, you can't cool. take that. Yeah. So th- yeah, that was a cool, cool moment. That's cool. Yeah. All right, gents. Now it brings us down to or time to the, the final thoughts of the show. Settle. Let's hear it. Uh, I thought that was my final, my final, my final thought. Yeah, Settle's um, watching Champions uh, League. But, you uh, can but no, but no, it's half, it's half time, it's half time now. So it's still zero zero in, in that game. Um, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, let's see what happens with Man United. It's a new dawn. Uh, but we need to definitely sort out um, boardroom level stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know how, how we're going to figure that, that that out because that would mean the Glazers need to leave and that that, that will take some time. 
Uh, but yeah, let's 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 see what happens. Uh, big game against Musa this weekend and uh, Wanga to come as well. So, so yeah, um, some exciting stuff. I, I actually want to look forward to watching Man United again. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't care. I didn't care about the match this past weekend. Um, I was not watching the game. You I didn't was, care. I didn't Lucky care. you, so so yeah so I haven't I haven't been caring for a bit uh but that's more because I was I manager shouldn't have been there uh but he's gone now let me start caring again Tough times yeah, are still I, continuing Can you also think it was weird that they had that that um sort of interview with him and then he all like he, he started crying and like yeah, why did man. they do that to the manager Why did they like, do that bro Yeah, yeah can you uh, request leave? he requested it apparently Yeah but they're like so come stupid, on bro just let him go bro just, doing it just to be a legend or it they just made let him Roy issue Hodgson a statement. Also, after he lost to Iceland and then they fired him. They but there was all that talk it. about it. Remember, there was all that talk where they said they're going to do it in a respectful way. Yeah. <laughs> they they did it in a way so it could be a little bit more of a legend than Steve Bruce. That's, that's Yeah, I don't know. It's sort of <laughs> more legendary. <laughs> Seven yeah, more listen, legend points. My final thoughts, Newcastle United are back. We still haven't won a Premier League game this season, but hopefully that might come this weekend. <laughs> but you're going for seven points, boy, in the next three. <laughs> oh, man, you. that's funny. You're coming, you're coming. Oh, man. You know, United talk about a new dawn, but imagine saying we're back when you're still bottom of the league and you haven't won a game. <laughs> it's easy to back, see seven baby. points coming. Uh... <laughs> It's coming, guys. Love it. Trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, so for me, no, for me, I, I I was thinking about it quite a bit. Is after I watched the Man United game, um, yeah, it's another team. But yo, the things I saw from Maguire, you know, I know the guys are saying, Ole, make wrong decision, whatever, whatever he must go. But yo, <laughs> for a captain, my man, I, I, I was just, I, I was shocked. And it happens week in, uh, uh, week out, and especially week the goals they I think was it the first goal they conceded or the second one. Uh, yo, <laughs> uh, it, it was funny when you watched the replay and looked where he was and where he, I mean, he should have been, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, but it, it also, you know, makes you think. I mean, it also makes, uh, it, yeah, you see how, I mean, how much pressure these uh managers have. Never mind it being just Man United, but. You know, you've got to. I mean, if your if your defenders are doing that, how how can you win? But also, why are you playing him every game? Also, but yeah, that's another thing. And yeah. giving him the armband. <laughs> that's my thought. And, <laughs> yeah, and giving him the armband. Yeah, that's his fault. Yeah. Did you even like see? Did you even see? Like after the game, after getting the red card, he was uh, spotted out in the night. Um, yeah, actually, pod, pod, going out. Podding. Podding, yeah. That's so crazy, yeah. dude. Imagine you're the I captain of the it. club. No, but like, you know, these oh, are also dudes who do a job. Like, you know, when you finish work, if you have a crap day at work, you still go out and have dinner with your family. You're not nah, going to be like, look, I, 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 nah, I dropped the that's, ball at work today, so I'm no, just going to sit at home and a, with a no, face like a smack bum. No, it's not I think it's a bit different with like a soccer. I'm not going to do Yeah, you see, look what look what Aman said. What's Aman said? One more time. That one. You're going to tell your own father, sorry, we cannot celebrate your birthday. Sell it, father, hey, come to the house, come to the house. Come to the house, sorry, dad, sorry, dad. What if it's his last, it's his dad's last birthday or something, and then you didn't go because you weren't good at work. If the father watched the game, the father would have went to the house to go console his boy, as opposed to fucking saying, 
Let's go, Jobs. As our father said, it's my birthday. We are doing it behind closed doors so no one can see you. Yeah. Because we know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I've got sons. I've got sons and I would tell them. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, change my believe, birthday plans just because you turned your, turn your brain like off Maguire. for 90 minutes. No. <laughs> just hope they don't defend like Maguire. <laughs> no. <laughs> just uh, make sure they Maguire, defend better than okay, Maguire. Look, look, to a lot of us, Maguire is the Man United captain, but in his family, he's one of the family. The whole family can't decide, can't change all their plans because one dude had a bad day at work. You know, what no. about what if got a brother who drives a forklift and drove a forklift into a tanker <laughs> and blew it up and killed six people? They're not going to eat dinner for that. They, they must go celebrate their dinner at Maguire's house after the forklift incident. Uh, Maguire's house. Uh, <laughs> Maguire, Maguire's done worse, in my opinion, actually. Uh, <laughs> forklift would be easy. That would be my final thought. My final thought is that we must let footballers on the field will judge them for their football. What they do off the field, if it's not breaking the law, really, guys, let's leave yeah. the man alone. Okay. Like, he nah, had dinner man, with his nah. father for his birthday. Let, let, let him live like, his life. Yeah, no, like, no, no. Okay. That's like, if that's I was a footballer, insightful. I would that's do like... it exactly the same. And I would expect no, the it, same. It, it, if you remember, 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 remember the days... And he was like, bro, you're the reason I got no. sacked. Now you go Imagine you're yeah. with your buddies and then your boss comes and taps you on the shoulder like, do you think you should be here? Celebrate exactly. after what you did. Uh, uh, and Matt, and uh, you were the guy Alex who didn't file the report. Because you didn't file the report, your boss got fired. And now you're celebrating drinking. Yes, and then I'd send him a text, and I'd be like, "Look what I'm doing!" <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mentioned uh, things like that, and it reminds me of players like Balotelli, who literally yeah. didn't care what was happening on the field and was living his own life, whether he's all on the wrong side of Milan or whatever. All, all yeah. those guys, no, but look at all those Brazilian players would always leave the season to go to Carnival as well. Romario did it, Ronaldinho did it. You know, we don't Ronaldo. think any yeah. of them. They were winning. Hey, but they were putting balls in the back of the net. If you're winning, you can do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were scoring. They were scoring and they were like going off time. Ronaldo used to go after after. Hey, he used to go. Literally yeah, celebrate. Exactly. Yeah, I used to go. <laughs> and the night clubs, man. Yeah. Um, and but you're yeah, arrested, man, uh... by the way. Just putting that out there. Yes, most of final thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Final thoughts from my side. It's great watching Chelsea at this point in time. The confidence is up. For Chelsea fans have... only. Because it's not and fun for... for like a neutral fan. Who enjoys watching no, Chelsea? No, close. It's Honestly. fun for neutrals as well, man. They're, 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 they're no. Don't play speak the for neutrals. Don't put your words in a neutral's okay. mouth. Speak for, speak for <laughs> yourselves, guys. I, I, speak for yourselves. Sam, Sam, Sam. I'll agree with you on that one. I'll agree with you on that one. There's so many good things to see. Shameful one. It's like yeah. the, the defense. The, uh, that thing, it's, it's, you can only admire it um, the way they defend um, as a unit. And it's more Whether than just the defending. The that, that, that's what I admire about Chelsea. W- Wonga has to admire Chelsea <laughs> because he has nothing to admire there at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not a neutral. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not a neutral. He's like a jealous lover. We've been there, Nick. We've been there where you are, and we're now here <laughs> at the top. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It wasn't long ago Arsenal were bottom. Imagine if if, if Newcastle did that, guys. 
He they could. Been... They could. Nick, it's possible. Trust me. Then we're going to get to discover Nick's possible, emotional bro. range, the way we've seen Wongles. <laughs> it could be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... I, haven't seen, I haven't seen Nick sad to be at the bottom. He's kind of like in a celebratory mood. No, he to says we're back. Nah. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have Rudy the on a pre-contract. We'll probably sign one or two Liverpool players. A couple of times, Arsenal players. He's celebrating his father's birthday on the ground. He's available. Uh, oh, man. Also, I mean, Paul, it's, 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 it's quite a tough ask asking the neutrals to weigh in here, Mosso, because you did start speaking about Chelsea. So the likelihood is they've logged off by now. But to finish your, your final thought. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, well, uh, for us fans of Chelsea, I think it's beautiful to watch us play. We're on the highest. Uh, it's, 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 it's quite comforting to know that we come into a game confident and we're going to bring some really good intensity and performances. Confidence, so. not cocky. Wonga. Yeah, yes, confidence. Yes. Confidence. Confidence. So that's my final oh. thoughts, man. We're playing really well. We're playing really good football. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. And that pretty much wraps up the show. For everyone who joined us, thank you very much. If you have not liked, subscribed, or told a friend, a brother, uncle, sister, or stepbrother, or even a long-time friend that you've never spoken to in the past or 20 enemy. years, probably enemy, this is a yeah. good time to tell them there's something yeah, like this could make, that you this can could, get yeah, on yeah, This could heal the wounds. True. You could make, make a friend of a past enemy. Go back and be like, look, I know we've never seen eye to eye in the past, but come look at Wonga's emotional range, the depth. The emotion <laughs> and it will heal that friendship. Oh. Heals. <laughs> do that. Can you do that on Go Lounge? Yes. And also remind me of that. Can you show everyone your beautiful, beautiful shirt that you're wearing there? Let's see it. Yes. There we go. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. What does it say? What does it say? Can everyone tell us what it says? What does it say? Everyone? Family club, boys. Family club. Family club. Welcome to the family club. Family right. club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like the mafia. <laughs> or one of those weird cults. <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. Easy, easy. <laughs> this isn't right, a cult. <laughs> right, so if you don't know what to be, yeah, be, be cool. cool. No, be Newcastle. 